You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When it comes to raising children, most of the advice is centred on the kids, which makes sense, right? As parents, we could all do with some guidance and understanding behaviour, good eating habits, and helping them sleep well helps us to raise healthy kids. But Warren Can argues that we need to concentrate more on how we continue to be healthy adults once kids come along. Warren is a psychologist and the CEO of the Parenting Research Centre. Hi, Warren. How are you? Hi, hi there. I'm, I'm good and uh, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Why do you think we need to be focusing on parents more than we might do now? Yeah, I think, uh, I think your introduction was spot on. I think naturally we are interested in issues to do with raising children and how we handle some of those tricky issues like uh, getting kids to sleep through the night or getting them to eat their vegetables. And uh, that takes up a lot of time and a lot of time and attention. But what I think research is now showing is that there is a really strong connection between the well-being of parents and uh, the well-being of their children. These things are inextricably linked. And one of the things I think that uh, can sometimes happen is that in the hurly-burly daily demands of parenting, it's easy to get to the point where we forget to invest time in looking after ourselves. And sometimes I think part of that is the kind of nagging guilt that we should be doing something for the kids and that attending to our own uh, personal needs as adults and our own relationships and so on is selfish in some way. Turns out it's not. Do you think that attitude about parenting, that guilt about doing stuff for yourself, do you think that's a new thing? We talk about the intensification of parenting these days where there are a lot of expectations on parents to be great parents. Do you think it's new or is this something that's always been around? That's an interesting one. And we don't really have a lot of data that informs us on that. But I think just in terms of, you know, what we can observe anecdotally and what we hear from what parents are saying, I think there's no doubt that they feel, parents today feel under a a fairly high degree of scrutiny they often can experience blame uh, and criticism. Often stories in the media can be quite critical of parents, particularly stories about issues to do with children's you know, well-being and, and health. And I think that can make it harder to relax into parenting, if you like, or to, to take your time to learn or to forgive yourself for mistakes if you are feeling constantly under the hammer in relation to your parenting decisions and actions. Why do you think this happens? Why do you think the media focuses on bad parenting stories or why do people feel so judged about parenting? Yeah, the the why question really is a million dollar million dollar question. We know it we know it's happening but it's hard to know exactly why it's happening. I think that at one level, you know, the stakes are high. Children matter, and for that reason, parents matter. Certainly, children are an interest uh, not only to their parents, but also to the wider community. So I think we're still very much influenced by ways of thinking about parenting that really have been, in a sense, disproved. Like, we're all very influenced by the idea 
that you know children are born as a blank slate and that we as parents kind of design the adult that's going to emerge by the way we interact with them. You know, this is why sometimes we lay awake at night wondering what our children will one day say to their therapist. <laughs> um, and we, we worry that if we you know, get toilet training wrong, we're going to create a psychopath. And, and that's, that's the kind of, that kind of thinking is very persistent and very strong in, in Western civilization anyway. And what we know is that it's more complicated than that. We know that children bring something to the equation. They're not blank slates. We know that the social environment can affect the way we parent and can affect our family relationships. And we know it's much more complex than simply a matter of it is what parents do that matters. I mean, what parents do matters in the sense that of all the things that could be potentially modified, parenting is one of those. We can learn, we can change, we can change our approaches, and that's what makes parents so important when it comes to you know, helping children who are experiencing difficulty. But I think the blame thing does go back to the idea that if children have a problem, then their parents have caused it. And we know that's actually not true. Oh, that's such a relief. (laughs) You read my mind there in so many ways. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, even with, um, you know, we find that, you know, some parents, some some of the parents are hardest on, on themselves are parents of children who have high and complex needs, like, a child who has a developmental delay or intellectual disability. And parents can find ways even of blaming themselves for that, even though those things you know, can't be blamed on what parents do or say. They're to do with genetics or they're to do with birth trauma or other things that are outside of the control of the parents. So I think that, you know, children matter. Uh, being a parent really matters to us. Like It's hard to feel good about yourself if you're down on yourself as a parent. But all of that can be really, can be a, a recipe for blame. And well, I have talked about sort of media and external criticism, and we've all had that right. But I think, I guess, the, the harshest critic that we have to deal with is our inner critic. It's that little voice in the back of our heads that is sort of cataloging our, you know, our failures, our mistakes, our inadequacies as a parent. And sort of placing them in front of us all the time. And that's why I think that, in a sense, as parents, we are rightfully focused on the quality of our relationship with our children. But in a sense, we also ought to be focusing on a relationship with ourselves. You mentioned just then that the good thing about parenting is that we can evolve and we can get better at it as we go along. Mm. I imagine some of that is to do with our own experience. But how would you suggest parents do that when there is so much information out there that can lead you to feeling guilty Mm. more than lead you to improving how you parent? Yeah, and that's definitely, isn't that definitely one of the things that we as a generation of parents have to deal with that our parents probably didn't have to deal with, and that is just an explosion of information, particularly, you know, online information. It's just so readily available and it does definitely make it more challenging to sort of sift through that and decide what we should be paying attention to and what we shouldn't be paying attention to. I think um, one of the things that I guess that parents naturally kind of think is they're kind of constantly asking themselves, is that in a critic right? Am I okay as a, as a parent? Am I, am I doing a good job uh, as a parent? You know, because the stakes are high and because it does matter. But I, I'm, I guess where I'm at is that in terms of thinking about, you know, how do you remain psychologically healthy as a parent? 
is that it's possibly not a productive question, not a, not a good question to ask yourself. It, it kind of implies there's a standard out there that you can be measured against, right? Mm-hmm. And where is that standard and who defines that standard? And what you'll find is, is that it's very difficult to appease the inner critic. I mean, um, no amount of justification or rationalization is, is going to stop that inner critic, you know, continuing to come up with that catalogue, that growing catalogue of, of what you've done wrong and how you're not, you know, you're not, you know, really where you cut out to be a parent. So, look, I, I think that perhaps the approach through that is, is to shift the game, is to spend a little bit of time kind of clarifying what is important to you. What do your values say are important to you as a parent and what you want for yourself and for your children? And then ask the question, do my behaviours as a parent, are they taking me in the direction of those values? Are they aligned with those values? And if they're not, how can I nudge my behaviour so that I'm more aligned with my values? And when I strike challenges and I'm starting to look at the information that's available out there, I can ask the question, how does this information align with what I think is important? How does it align with my values? Is it a good fit? And at least that's one question I think that we can ask to help us work out what information to apply to our situation and our circumstances. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, and I was going to ask you how we know whether we're doing a good job or not, but after that mm. response, I might just tweak it a little bit <laughs> yeah. to say how do we know that we are doing a good enough job raising our children, that we're doing the best we can for them? Yeah, this is that tricky question, and sort of the concept of good enough is quite a common one. We hear that quite a lot, and it's, something really nice in that there's a sort of a in the way it's used kind of sort of colloquially anyway it's um it kind of reflects this idea that we don't have to be perfect right Mm -hmm. Uh, that our children don't need us to be perfect and i think there's a lot of relief in that but it still leaves us with the question well what is good enough (laughs) (laughs) so in a sense we've still got that question uh still hanging over us and that's why i wonder whether we ought to stop asking that question maybe another Another question that's perhaps more effective and more relevant to our day-to-day lives is, is what I'm doing effective? You know, is what I'm doing working for me? Is it working for my child? If it's, if it's not working, how can I change things up a bit, try new things, get some more information, get some ideas, and then try something different and then notice or learn from my mistakes and then move on? I think perhaps... That is important because, you know, let's face it, coming up with a global kind of self-evaluation is difficult. I mean, we're all human beings and some days we're going to be, we have the potential to produce some spectacular things and other days not so much. Um, And with this mixed bag, in the end, how do we end up sort of with a coherent kind of global label? Perhaps drop the label. Don't worry so much about whether or not you're meeting a standard and instead focus on... Am I hitting my values and is what I'm doing effective? And if not, what can I learn? What could I do differently that might make a difference for me and my child? What is the one thing you want parents to keep in mind while they're raising their children? I, look, that is such a hard question, isn't it? But look, here, here's a thing at least. And we sort of alluded to it a, a bit earlier. I think there's a very strong idea that exists in our society, that parenting comes naturally, that we've either got it or we haven't. 
And we think the evidence shows, or that the evidence is consistent with the idea, that parents are not born, they're made. And parents are made through the process of being a parent. They're learning on the job. They're developing as they go. And I think one of the things that can make a huge difference is recognising that we as parents are learners. And when we acknowledge that we are learners and that we have things to learn and that we can learn, no, we are learners, we can learn, that makes parenting something that can be improved. That makes parenting something that we can consciously and deliberately work on and kind of get better at. And I think that thinking of ourselves as learners means that we can go easier on ourselves when we make mistakes. (laughs) After all, we're learning. And when we're easier on ourselves, when we're showing greater self-compassion, I think we become more effective because we can focus on what we're doing and we can learn what we're doing and we can think about things that have not worked and we can change those things if we are treating ourselves gently and with self, a little self-love, a little self-acceptance. I think that is a major psychological tool for a parent to sort of you know, go into their parenting journey with. What a wonderful place to end the interview, Warren. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Siobhan. It's a pleasure. That's Warren Can. He's a psychologist and the CEO of the Parenting Research Centre. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.